0: Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back to the Unpack Energy podcast, where we unpack, heal, and rebuild. All right, y'all, we're going to have story time today. Like I told y'all, for the people that follow me on Instagram and my old school heads that follow me on Facebook, I told y'all we're going to have story time. Um, This podcast, I really want to talk to y'all about my experience with bariatric surgery and how it like really changed my life, like changed my life forever. Now, let me say this before I start. This is my truth regarding the situation. My truth ain't everybody's truth, okay? It didn't happen like this for everybody. I'm not expecting everybody to say, well, I ain't had that problem. This is not what I went through. Okay, good for you, sis. This is is my experience. I said what I said, okay? Secondly, keeping it real. I know some of y'all just on here listening to be nosy and gossip. But you know what? That's the risk that I take, sharing my truth. And being invulnerable. But you know what? Even with that, God bless you, sis. And if those are your intentions, I really pray you get some peace in your life. Because you really shouldn't just be listening to be nosy. You should be listening to get a little bit of education. Get a little bit of love. But anyway, let's get it, y'all. Let's get it. We will get right into it. Okay, so back on December, I believe it was December 17th. 2019, I had bariatric surgery. If you're not familiar with what bariatric surgery, I mean, in essence, it's weight loss surgery. I know that y'all have heard about that before. It's like several different types, you know, that you can get. I think it's lap band, uh, where they put like a belt around your stomach to limit your food intake. There's another one called the Ruin YXXYZ, something like that. But I think they cut and reroute correct me if I'm wrong y'all on uh, social media reroute your intestines or your stomach something like that that's the larger one but um what I had was the sleeve so basically what they do is um your stomach you know it's a pouch that holds food basically but they cut your stomach in the shape of a banana now I'm not you know I'm just using you know Regular terms, they, there might be another term for it, but they cut your stomach in the shape of like a banana, and just like any weight loss surgery, it limits your food intake um and all of that, you know. And it helps you to lose weight, you know. That's the gist of surgery to help you lose weight. It cuts your how much food you can drink and eat at one time or you know, over a period of time to help you lose weight. And, um but I'm gonna tell you this it's a process, it you know, for me, I'm a you know, somebody that and I have really, really good. Uh, health insurance. I had that good Goodman, G-U-B Goodman insurance. But anyway, um, but it's a process. It's not just something you go to, well, with my insurance, it's not just something you go to them and say, look, I want weight loss surgery. Let's have this, set it up next week. What you doing? You know what I mean? Um, it's a process that I had to go through. And when I tell you it took me months, it literally took me months. I mean, uh, I think my insurance said, It was supposed to be a three-month process, but I think it took me six months prior to the surgery because you have to go to like a ton of doctors, you know what I'm saying? Like a heart specialist, blood specialist, you got to see a psychiatrist, I'm trying to think, some other doctors, like it's, 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 it's like a few of them, like at least, um... 6 to 7, 6 to 8. I'm gonna say that. Plus, in between those, you have to get evaluated by your surgeon, you know, come to them. They check different things. Uh, you know, that nature. So it's not just a uh a, a stop and drop type thing like you just pay, hey, I want to have a surgery, let's go. It's not like that. It's it and I think in my area it took longer because these specialists out here it's hard to get appointments with, like, um, in the larger cities, you can go get an appointment with a specialist, maybe the same month here, you know, I had to wait sometimes two to three months to get in with a specialist, you know, and then there's a a order that you have to go, you, you have to go to one doctor first, and then you have to go to this doctor, so it took me a little bit of time, so it, it, you know, it took me a little bit of time, like I said, and, um, A ton of money like co-pays and stuff like I didn't I thank God for my insurance but I did have to pay a ton of co-pays and like I said um it's a lengthy process um but I do know I have had some friends who have had it you know and maybe went out the country or uh you know, went out the country to have a surgery and the process is a little different. Maybe they didn't require as much. Maybe it's more of a blood work, workup type thing. From what I've been told, now that might not be true for everybody again, but from what I've been told, uh, you know, it's a lot quicker, um, to get in and get those surgeries done. Um, okay. So December 17, 2019, I had the surgery Uh, the bariatric surgery went well, you know what I mean? It gave what it was supposed to give, you know what I mean? That with the bariatric surgery, initially there weren't any issues. Like, uh, I went in, um, they put me under anesthesia. I had a little bit of issue with that. Um, that's another story for another time. Uh, um, I woke up, I had the, you know, the incisions on my stomach, like they told me. Uh, cause it's, um, laparoscopic. So I had to, you know, a few incisions. I woke up, I was feeling good. You know, I was sipping on my water. Um, I did have a little bit of, you know, a lot of gas, you know, because there, anytime you have anything done on your surgery, my understanding, that's what happened. You have a, you know, a lot of gas and things like that. Um, at the day of the surgery that evening, you know, I had to get up and walk. They tell you that that helps with the gas and any other type of pain, um, I was super thirsty, but again, your stomach is different. So you can't just down like a bottle of Sprite. So they had me drinking water and things of that nature. And um, December 17th, 18th, I was fine. You know what I mean? I, I, you know, the surgery went well. I was happy. You know, I was chit-chatting, you know, called my family, let them know everything went good. You know, everything was on the up and up. But the 19th, I was slated to be released um that afternoon or that evening and i just started having like this severe pain in my stomach like like a severe pain like something that i've never felt before like um i, I just i don't know y'all i can't describe it like i don't know maybe it's like having a baby times 46 i don't know and you don't have no um no type of pain medicine. I don't know. But it was in my stomach and it just something wasn't right. Like my body was telling me something wasn't right. And, you know, the nurses kept putting it off. Oh, maybe when you were downstairs recuperating, you drank too much water. You know, uh, you know, I'm looking at your water intake. You know, maybe it was too much. Maybe you sip too fast. And, you know, it, it it wasn't right, though. Like, it was not right. Like, I know my body. You know your body. You know when it. you just had too much water. You know what I'm saying? Or you got to go to the bathroom. It wasn't that. And that's another thing. For another story time, really being diligent. In expressing your concerns, especially as an African American woman in the healthcare industry, because a lot of times we're not heard. But that's another time, another story for another time. We can get into that. But I was adamant about it. I knew something was wrong because I'm really good at taking pain. Like I, I have a good tolerance for pain. Now I don't have no tolerance for no bugs. I know that's off the story, the subject. But I don't have no tolerance for no bugs. Period. You put a bug in front of me. Sisters on a thousand, but I do have a good tolerance for pain. Like I can deal with pain pretty good. And, um, you know, depending on what it is, you know, I, I'm going to say that I don't want to say all pain, but depending on what it is, but it's, it's something was wrong. I was on the floor like screaming and the pain was so bad. Like I can remember blacking out, uh, you know, falling asleep, blacking out, waking up, you know what I mean? Because the pain was so bad and I was on the floor, like screaming to the top of my lungs. And I remember the nurses coming in trying to console me and like, and I'm like, no, get the doctor. Somebody do something. Take, I'm in the hospital. I'm telling them take me to the emergency room. That's how bad the pain was. You know what I'm saying? It was like, it was something like I never had felt before you know, so I mean, it it had to be addressed. And so they uh, canceled my discharge and was like, okay, well, we want to keep her, you know, and, 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 you know, do a reevaluation and things of that nature. And, um, I'm going to keep it real with y'all. The couple of things that I share with y'all going forward, I personally don't remember. Um, these are memories or things that my mom, my dad's, My family, you know, have shared with me, you know, specifically my mom, um, you know, had shared with me, you know, questions that I had that I, you know, want to answer when I finally, you know, came around. So a lot of what I'm getting ready to tell you is, you know, what my mom told me. and She's a reliable source. Anybody knows her, you you know, you can trust her. Sis ain't about to be out here, you know, lying and telling me something else. But um, so a lot of the stuff that I'm getting ready to share with you. Next, I don't personally remember, but, um, you know, it needs to be shared nonetheless. So, um, apparently I was in so much pain. You know, they gave me some sedatives. Of course, that's the first thing they do. Cause they like, I ain't trying to hear you. I'm great. Go home at 12, take you a nap, let the next shift deal with it. So apparently they gave me some sedatives and the surgeon came the next day and uh, because I was in so much pain, because I got some issues with my blood pressure, um, some issues with me being able to, uh, you know, um, keep my body at a, a certain temperature. Um, the surgeon came, you know, my surgeon, um, he came back and he uh, ran some tests, you know, did some x-rays and things of that nature. And, you know, basically did a reevaluation, you know, um, to figure out what was going on. And when he did that... He found that I had a blood cl- a blood clot in my small intestine, and um, that's what basically was caused me to have the type of pain that I was telling y'all about. And the clot was de obstructing or destruct I mean obstructing whatever the word is obstructing obs whatever op- obstructing you know, not be like to spell stuff obstructing the flow um, to my small intestine, and because of that my small intestine was slowly dying like it was dying off you know um turning black and just kind of dying off so they immediately took me back in um they can't remove uh blood clots blood clots are something that um it's a collection of blood basically But there's something that you can't just go in and remove the blood clot. You have to take, you know, medication and thinners and things of that nature, nature, uh, you know, to get them to, uh, you know, fade away or whatever, for lack of a better term. But anyway, so they took me in for um, surgery immediately as they saw, as they found the blood clot. And um, my small intestine was dying off. And so they had to cut some, you know, portions of my small intestine off you know, in order for it to live, you know, the part that was dying, you know, they had to cut that out and reconnect, you know, the living portions of my small intestine, you know, get everything back on, on deck. you know, but, um, they were concerned about that. You know, they didn't want to close me up and then it still wasn't doing what it was supposed to do. The intestine continued to die off and then they had to reopen me. So, um, they kept me open and they kept when when I say they kept me open. They kept my stomach open uh, where they did the surgery, where they did the cut and they kept me open and put me on what's called a med vac. And I didn't do do too much research in it, but um, I can remember being in and out and I do remember it being on my stomach. And so basically what the medvac does is like it it uh, soaks up or eats up all of the uh, infection like in your body. You know in the surrounding areas of um you know where the uh, the incision was done and you know people from my medical community y'all can you know when i post this y'all can comment in the uh you know make a comment in the comment section you know and correct me if i'm wrong but that was my understanding of it and so basically you know keeps all the infection out you know what i'm saying well guess what y'all the surgery didn't work uh my intestines were still continuing to rapidly die off so they had to go back in and you know remove more of the intestine you know what I mean and you know to get me back to a point where they could eventually you know put the med vac back on clean up all the uh all the infection and then sew me back up you know what I mean so um so basically y'all in a three day three to four day period I had four major surgeries I, I mean three major surgeries okay so I had the weight loss surgery I had the first surgery to um cut the intestines out that was that and then I had the second surgery to cut the intest- intestines out these weren't like small sew so you up go home in outpatient surgeries they were three major surgeries you know um so as a result due to my body being in shock from you know the surgeries I was placed in a medically induced coma um and during that time they told my mom and my dads my dads would have asked um that they weren't sure how it was going to turn out they just weren't sure you know what I mean they they didn't know what was going to happen they didn't know if I was going to uh, because of some other medical complications, not just the surgeries, but because some other things I was dealing with, I guess at the time, they weren't sure if I was going to make it, you know, not even just if I did make it, you know, was I going to have a normal, was I going to go back to having a normal life, you know, being able to, uh, function the way I was functioning prior to the surgery, not from a, a mental point of view, but more from a, you know, a physical point of view, like eating, uh, drinking, um, uh, you know, was my body going to absorb nutrients the way that it's supposed to, you know, things of that nature. So they weren't sure, you know, um, what was going to happen. And I'm sure as a parent, uh, that has to be a hell of a thing for somebody to tell you that they are not sure one, just how something's going to go. Like, what do you mean? You're not sure, you know, how something's going to go. So, um, you know, like I said, A lot of the stuff I don't remember, but I do remember at some point being in that coma, you know, and hearing voices around me. You know what I mean? Um, A lot of times, you know, with other people's experience, they'd say, you know, I went to heaven or I went to hell. I remember that. That wasn't my experience. I remember being in a coma and it just being, you know, dark there. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm assuming because my eyes were closed. But it being dark, not dark, scary, but just dark, and um just kind of like feeling like you know, hey guys, I'm in here, like I hear y'all you know talking, I can't hear full conversations like, oh, yeah, they said, da 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 da, but I remember you know hearing people's voices you know lightly and like kind of like feeling like or screaming like, hey, you know what I mean, I'm here, like whatever's going on, don't let me go, like don't don't give up on me, I'm in here, you know what I'm saying like please, you know, and I remember one situation so vividly, y'all, like, I remember, I don't know if my mom was holding my hand, but I could feel her presence there, like, I could feel her, not physical, but I could feel her presence, like, I could feel her, like, I knew she was there, and that, That just kind of gave me the willpower to keep fighting. You know what I mean? During this time, you know, um, my daughter was 13, I believe. And of course, my mom did the right thing, you know, and didn't bring her up to the hospital because I wouldn't want her to see me like that. Of course, we want to be as honest as possible with our kids and tell them the truth. But I didn't, you know, my mom would have known I wouldn't want my daughter to see me like that. You know, if, if it meant I was supposed to go, I wouldn't want her to see me like that. But I remember my mom's presence and I just remember just fighting like I remember that, you know what I mean? And I remember being in that coma, you know, and feeling so helpless like I can hear these people, my family, the doctors, the nurses. You know, like, and I, I didn't want them to give up, but I couldn't say anything to them. You know, they couldn't hear me, you know, and I remember at that time begging and pleading with God, you know, just allow me to make it through. You know what I mean? I wanted to get back to my daughter. I wanted to get back to my family. You know, I wasn't ready to die. You know what I mean? I wasn't I wasn't ready to die. I knew that I had more to offer, you know, the ones that I love first and, and people than just letting it in here at being I think I was either 36 or 37 at the time. Um, I'm thinking 37. But um, yeah, I think 37. But I, I just remember feeling like and just pleading with God, like, God, please, you know, this can't be the end. You know what I'm saying? I know I haven't been, you know, doing everything I know I'm supposed to do or living my life the way that. I was supposed to, and you know, like I said in a couple of episodes back, just being a jerk, not being nice and kind to people and loving people the way that I'm supposed to and being selfish. But I just promised him, I said, God, you know, I promise you I'm going to change and it ain't going to be no, I'm a change, you know, cause I'm saying I'm in distress because I'm in distress at this point. I didn't want to die. Y'all like, I didn't want to die. Like I, I didn't want to. And I know some people experience it are different. You know, you hear some people say, you know, I'm okay with dying. Well, I wasn't, you know what I'm saying? I, I just wasn't. I, I wanted to be here. You know what I mean? I, I didn't want to go. You know what I mean? I had so much to offer. And I just remember being in a coma at that time. And I just remember having so much peace. You know what I'm saying? And having a peace that everything was going to be all right, regardless of what that may be, you know whether I was going to go, you know, go home to be with the Lord, or I was going to go back to my family, just having a peace, you know what I mean? But I just knew in my mind that this wasn't, uh, the end of my story. You know what I mean? Um, I knew this just wasn't the end, you know? And if I, and if I pause y'all, it's it's because, you know, reliving this situation and sharing it with people, you know, as much as it's therapeutic, you know, it, it still brings tears to my eyes. It's, you know, and I'm not an emotional person. Like I'm not a cry. I don't be out on Facebook, you know, Facebook live crying like some of y'all do, but I'm not judging y'all. You know what I'm saying? But, um, as much as it's therapeutic, you know, it's, it puts me in a vulnerable state. You know what I'm saying? It, it pulls back skin for me each time that I share the story Not out of hurt, not because I don't want to tell people, not because I'm embarrassed. But, you know, that's just what it is, you know, in order to be, you know, when you're there, when you're genuinely vulnerable with people, it helps you grow. So as much as y'all are growing from this, or I hope that y'all are growing from this. It's helping me as well, you know, um, and I wish that I could tell y'all listening that, you know, this is just how it was supposed to be, you know, and and I believe everything happens for a reason. But I do also think God gives us a spirit of discernment, um, not just women, men, too, but that and you know, if you don't know what spirit of discernment means, it's it's that little tugging in your heart or your chest or your stomach when you kind of feel something ain't right, you know what I'm saying. And now I'm, I'm going back to the day that we had the surgery, back, you know, let's rewind back to the day that I had the surgery, December 17, 2019. And uh, you know, I went up there, um, to had a surgery, and uh you know, I was excited, I was like the second person in line, you know, I had done everything that I was supposed to do, but I remember when I went back right before, uh, they took me to have anesthesia, and this was pre-COVID, y'all, so I had, you know, family members, um, in the room with me, I had my daughter there, uh, in the room with me, so, um, this was pre-COVID, so you could have all your guests or whatever. But I remember laying in that bed, you know, when they put the gown and stuff on you. You know, they then took your little blood and asked you what your name is and all of that stuff. Put the little band on. You got your little house shoes on. I remember clear as day, that day, uh, in my heart, in my stomach, like, don't have this surgery. Something just, God just dropped in my heart, like, don't have this surgery. You don't have to do it. And it wasn't like... uh, doing something out of fear it wasn't that you know it wasn't like god was like don't you do this right now you know it wasn't like that but it was just a tugging you know um in my heart in my stomach you know don't do this you know what i'm saying don't do this you don't have to do this but i moved you know i did it anyway you know and i told y'all in past episodes one thing y'all gonna learn about me or, or who i was in the past you know uh sis don't listen you know what I'm saying I, I I have been known you you can ask people close to me uh my family my friends people I dated I'm gonna do what I want to do I don't care what you talk about like you can tell me that's how I was like I'm gonna do what you want to do I you know excuse my language but that's what you talking about I ain't trying to hear all that like yeah I mean I know you giving me the statistics and you giving me the truth truth and you may have been through it too but I'm gonna do what I want to do and so that's what happened the day of the surgery I thought about uh, I was already here. I had drove up here. It took me like an hour and 15, you know, an hour and 15 minutes to get to my surgeon. Uh, I mean, get to the hospital. Uh, all them copays pays I had paid, I had took off two weeks from work. I needed a break because I had been working like a dog. I needed a break. That means I was going to have a break during the Christmas season. I ain't had the Christmas season off for my job in years so, this was my little break to recuperate. Nah, I ain't trying to hear that. Like, nah, I, I'm already, I done already paid my $100, my little copay. It's time. Let's get it. You know what I'm saying? Let's get it. So, and that's what I did. You know what I'm saying? And, and that's exactly what I did. And uh, in the long term, it not only affected me physically, mentally, but it affected everybody that I loved. Everybody that was in my life that genuinely cared for me, it affected everybody. And I'm not just talking in the sense of, oh, you know what I'm saying? Oh, well, you know, she had the surgery, she recuperated. No, I'm talking about I had to go stay with my parents. You know what I'm saying? I lived with my dad for a little bit. I had to go stay live with my mom for a little bit. You know, it, it was, you know what I mean? It, it was difficult. You know what I'm saying? Imagine being in your late thirties. You've been on your own since you was, you know, 18, 19, and you got to go live with somebody, live up under their house, under their rules. You know what I'm saying? So it's difficult, you know, but that's another story within itself, you know, but I will say this y'all. Um, if you are interested in getting a surgery, don't take this as a, just don't do it because there are people who have had the surgery and it's been successful and they've gone on to live great lives. I had the surgery. It wasn't successful. And I'm going on to live a great phenomenal life. My life is better now. I'm talking from a mental point and physical point. You know what I'm saying? I have some challenges here and there. My, you know, my feet hurt all the time, but that's another story here and there. We'll get into that later, but, uh, but I still live in a great life nonetheless, but make sure that you are doing it for the right reasons. And I know people say that all the time. Like, make sure you're having the surgery for the right reason. That's any surgery. I mean, if you're getting anything cosmetically done to your body, you know what I mean? That's not, you know, medically required. Anything that you do, make sure you're doing it because for the right reasons. And that right reason should be because of your health. That should be the number one reason, in my opinion. Um, But I'm just going to share with y'all, Sister did have her surgery because I medically needed it. I got to be honest. I wish I could tell y'all that, you know, I did it because I had high blood pressure or I had diabetes. I didn't. Like, I got checked for all that stuff. Well, sleep apnea. I got checked for all of that stuff. I didn't have none of that. I didn't have sleep apnea. I didn't have none of those issues. You know what I'm saying? From a medical point of view. Now, was I overweight? Yeah. But I really didn't have any medical Need for me to have the surgery, and one of my doctors actually told that, but told me that, but I wasn't even trying to hear her, she was getting on my nerves, and plus, she wasn't a surgeon, so I didn't care what she was talking about, you know what I mean? So I did it anyway. But, um, I look back on some of my pictures, you know, from me having the surgery, and um, before me having the surgery, and uh, I just think to myself, like, and 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 I I don't want y'all to take this the wrong way, I'm not being arrogant, but I was just thinking, like. I was so pretty, like I I was attractive, you know what I'm saying? Even then with my attitude being the way that it was, you know, I still had a lot to offer, you know what I mean, as a a woman, you know what I mean? So I had, but I had insecurities then. When I was larger, I had a lot of insecurities. I felt like if I would be smaller, then I would, people would like me more. I wouldn't have to, you know, make jokes about my weight you know, to be accepted. I wouldn't have, I wouldn't, you know, I would be loved better by the men that I dated. Um, you know, I would be able to date a different quality of men. Um, I would be able to buy better clothes. Cause that's my thing. I love clothes. You know what I'm saying? Like I love me some clothes. I'm I, that's my ministry. You know what I'm saying? That's my ministry. I love me some clothes and makeup. That's my ministry. I'm gonna just keep it real with y'all. But I just felt like, being smaller I would be a better person and people would love me different you know what I'm saying not talking about my family or nothing like that my family has always loved me regardless so I don't I don't have those issues and I you know my dad has loved me you know what I mean my mom you know uh, my family my daughter it don't matter you know what I'm saying they have loved me at my worst you know what I mean so that wasn't my issue but my issue more so was trying to correct my issues with dating men with the men that I attracted and I thought having this surgery I would attract a different type of man you know what I mean and he would love me better and and he would treat me better and he would see the value in me because I was a little smaller you know what I'm saying and I really I really thought that you know what I mean I, I that's what I really thought and um I'm going to tell you fast forward to now having had had the surgery the insecurities are still there to a certain extent. They just different, y'all. They just different. You know, um, I had, you know, after having the surgery and getting up on my feet and going through the healing process. And, you know, um, that's another time, another place Um, and going through the healing process and being OK with people seeing how I look and being OK with showing my body. And being okay with taking pictures and being okay, now we're into the pandemic, so everything's on the Zoom, so I got to show my face and, you know, things like that. And being okay with getting on Zoom, it's the, it's the insecurities are no different. They're just, they're just kind of different as far as now. It's like, am I too small? You see what I'm saying? Like, am I too small? You know, you know when I was going through my healing process, it's like, I'm too small. You know, my head look big. Um, I don't have no stomach, but, you know, my legs still kind of big. Not real big, but they, you know, they not plus size big, but they still big. You know what I'm saying? Like, you could tell I had weight loss surgery. And so, you know, during a pandemic, that's what I struggled with. Like, that was a struggle. And I just kind of felt, you know, at the end of the day, I just kind of felt so stupid because it's like, you damned if you do, you damned if you don't. You know, you you feel you have insecurities if you're skinny and you have insecurities if you know if you're larger you know what I'm saying you have insecurities if your lips big and you have insecurities if your lips smaller you know what I mean and and you know there are points I do believe when people you know have things done and yeah they do feel good but one thing I learned is If you don't deal with the issue before you have surgery, you'll feel good for a time or period after the surgery, but it always comes back because now you are thinking, okay, does this person love me because of who I am? Like, okay, now I done had weight loss surgery and I'm with them. But, hey, when I was bigger, would they have loved me? Would they have liked me? Would they have talked to me on the street? And I know that might seem like a stretch for somebody, but I'm just telling you what I thought. You know, everybody not going to have the same thought process. And if you didn't, I'm glad. I'm glad you didn't have to go through what I went through. And I'm. that's why I share my story. That's why I tell my truth. But um, it was a process, y'all. Like, it was a learning process. I lost so much doing the recovery process i'm not talking about just physically but mentally you know the stress that i put on myself the stress that i put on my family uh the doubt that i put in myself the woration if that's a word okay um shout out to murray j blah didn't she put that in her song don't need no hate of race yeah something like that but anyway um yeah it, it just it was a process y'all and i had to learn that I had to deal with some deep-rooted issues, you know. I got smaller, and it's still ghetto out here, y'all. It it was still ghetto out here. Like, I still was dealing or dating people, and it was still the ghetto. Like, it was the ghetto back in 2019, but it really got ghetto in 2021 and 2020, y'all. It was super ghetto in 2020, like, trying to date somebody. It was super ghetto, like... I'm telling y'all, I still was dealing with the same issues. I still was attracting people, men that didn't see the value in me. You know what I'm saying? And that hurt. It hurt. Like, it really hurt. Like I said, I felt so stupid. It really hurt. You know what I mean? And I had to come to a point that I was like, you know what? To hell with this. I'm going to focus on me and I'm going to focus on the root the issue at the root you know what I'm saying I'm gonna focus out on the issue at the root of it I'm not gonna mask this with buying clothes doing my makeup having me a couple of drinks having sex I'm not gonna mask it with that I'm gonna deal with me and that's when I just cut everything and everybody off I had to you know what I mean I really had to I had to I mean even some of my closest friends I had to not because they did anything wrong but because I really had to go inside myself, I was angry, y'all. And I was blaming everybody else except for me. You know what I mean? Except for me. You know, and it was killing me because because it wasn't nobody's fault but mine. You know what I mean? And and I couldn't go to the shoulda, coulda, wouldas. But that's the truth. Shoulda, coulda, woulda. I should have listened to what was in my heart on December 17, 2019. I don't know how life would have been, um... You know, had I not done the surgery? I don't know, uh, you know, had I learned some of the valuable lessons that I learned. Can I say that I regret it? I don't. I don't. You know, could I, have, could I say that I would change some things? I really don't. You know, I went through hell and back. I put my family through hell and back. I don't wish that I can change it because it changed me. It changed my relationships with my parents. It changed my relationships with my friends. It caused me to value me more right where I am. You know what I mean? It caused me to love on me more right where I am. It caused me to accept me more right where I am. Am I perfect? No, not at all. But this is, this is the, I can honestly say in my, in my adult life, this is the most fun. This is the most exciting Period in my life that I can remember. I mean, I had some good memories. Don't get me wrong. I I done turned up. I done had me some fun some fun. You know what I mean? But I'm really at a good place. You know what I mean? It took me almost two years to get here. You know, it took me to lose everything to get here. But I'm thankful for it because it changed me. You know what I mean? And uh I wouldn't change it, you know what I mean? So um, we don't went over in church service a little bit longer than we normally do. Y'all know I try to keep it, uh, at 18 to 20 minutes, but you know, we had, you know, I had to give y'all what the Lord placed on my heart. So, um, I'm gonna go ahead and close it out right here. We're going to stop right here. Um, cause I don't want to hold y'all too much longer, but I will say this, this is going to be. A two to three part of story time. So, I really want y'all to hang in there with me. Because the story is so complex. I mean, I'm just really. Just ter- touching the surface, y'all. I mean, like literally. It's some ghetto things that happen at that hospital. It's some ghetto things that happen. uh In my thought process. It's some ghetto things that happen with me and my family. Child. And it's some ghetto things that happen with me and my fiancé, y'all. Get to, Okay. I. I don't even know where to start with the whole, mm, child, hmm. it's some ghetto things that happen. And I really need to share that with y'all. Like, how you wake up from a coma and your, your fiance merges to somebody else? Child, I said what I said. Okay, I said what I said. So y'all just hang on in there with me. You know what I mean? Um, It's going to be a three, two to three part. I'm going to try to wrap everything up in the next you know the next uh, podcast, but I don't know, child. We I don't know what it's gonna take us. Cause I got to share y'all, share with y'all the ghetto things that was happening. But um, yeah, that that's what that's what we gonna do. So just hanging there with me. Um, but I can go on and on for months about the story. But one thing I want y'all to remember hashtag But God. That's it. I'm not trying to be churchy. You know what I mean? I, I I'm not trying to, you know. Sound all super religious because you know, I, I got some things I need to work on with my relationship with God, but that's for me to judge, not your bald head mama to be judging me, okay? Because ain't nobody ask her. But I'm telling you, if it wasn't for the prayers of my mom, my dads, and I'm telling you, you know, my mom and my bonus dad, they they in ministry, you know what I'm saying? So you know, they know what to do. They, they know when it don't look good, you just keep pressing forward. You know what I'm saying? And, and you, you just go to God and pray. You know what I'm saying? My dad, on the other hand, I mean, he, sir, is just not a church person at all. I ain't never seen my father go to church, but when my father told me that he had people praying and he was reading his Bible, I know this ain't nobody but God because that's answer prayer. Cause I asked God at some point, you know, to touch my dad's heart. Now, did I want him to do it this way? No, I didn't want him to do it this way. You know, but that's what it, that's what happens. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, hashtag, but God, you know what I'm saying? Just hanging there. I don't know what everybody's going through, but just hanging there. I promise you it's going to get better. You know what I mean? I promise you, I assure you, you know, so, and I know people always say that, but just hanging there, you know what I mean? So, um, Let's get to it. I'm about to move it to the church announcements. The church announcements. Ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba. See, I did that last episode. I don't know what the ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba is. I guess that's the drums. I don't know. Me trying to play the drums. But anyway. All right. So just real quick, y'all. I normally try to do um, an episode every Sunday or drop one every Sunday. I think that's a little too much for me right now. My daughter is... um, 15 going on 37 and, um, she'd be really trying me sometimes. I love her. That's my little boat, my little broke best friend, but, um, she has a lot going on with school and she's my priority y'all. So, you know, enough said, so I have to really focus on her. So, um, I think I'm gonna scale back to doing an episode, every other Sunday. So the next episode will be October 17th, I believe. Um, yeah, October 17th. So I'll drop another story time too on October 17th. Like I said, y'all, y'all hanging there with me. Um, I thank y'all for the support. Please share, 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 um, with your family, your friends. Uh, like I said, this episode was was a little longer, Cause we had to cover a lot of, you know, information, but a lot of stuff, you know, but I try to keep them short to keep people's attention. But, you know, I got to, I got to be led by the Holy Spirit. So if the Holy Spirit told me to go over in service, I just got to go over. It is what it is. I said what I said and he told me to do what he told me to do. But anyway, um, so with that being said again, share, share, share. If you're not following me on Instagram, I tend to be there a lot. I love Instagram. You know I don't post on there a whole lot, I do be lurking, okay? I be lurking. I be saying what all y'all do, you know, and your ugly mom. No, okay. See, see, that's, see, did I say that? Okay, I'm sorry, y'all. I, but some people just be trying me, and their moms be trying me, too. But anyway, okay, we not going to do subliminal, Lord Jesus. But anyway, um, I do be on there lurking. I do see y'all. I love y'all. I be supporting y'all, too. But have your friends, family. Dogs, cat, frog, turtle. I mean, anything that got some legs or some ears. It don't matter if I it only had to have legs. If it got some ears on it, let them listen to the podcast. I'm, I'm sure it's, it's going to be life changing. You gonna are walk away with something. Even if you don't like me in real life, because there's a couple of y'all on here that really don't like me. Y'all just want here to be nosy. But even if you don't like me in real life, you want to learn something because that's how God designed it. But um, you can follow me on unpack energy or at unpack energy on Instagram. And for my old school heads, I love y'all. I see y'all, you know, the ones with the um the old um, Microsoft computers. I still love y'all. It's okay. The ones with the Androids. Okay, did I say that? My bad. Okay. Because Androids is kind of, y'all world is kind of ghetto. But I ain't going to get into that. That's a whole nother story time. But I'm, I'm not coming for y'all. But all my um, people that, you know, uh, my old school people that's on um, Facebook, y'all can follow me at Unpack Energy. You know, go to that page or add me you know you can add me my personal page you know uh, tiana white on facebook so you can add me there um and i appreciate your support and also too like i always tell y'all if you um, i'm an advocate for um helping people with dealing with depression i've dealt with depression myself for a number of years but uh, if you're feeling down you need somebody just to listen anything you just need somebody just to be there y'all I, I'm not trying to get in you alls business but if you need support I'm always here now I'm not no psychiatrist or no therapist but I am a very good listener you know what I mean so don't feel like you got to go through this on your own even if we don't personally know each other just send me a message you know hey this is what's going on want to talk and I'm very very loyal y'all. I don't tell people's business. I don't, you can ask anybody. I don't tell people's business, you know, um, especially what we talk about is confidential. You know what I mean? You don't have to worry about me posting up on Facebook or telling your story on Instagram or sharing anything in the podcast, you know, unless you give me permission to, and I ask, it's not a just, I'm going to do it. So don't, you don't have to worry about that. But like I said, uh, this should be a safe we call this place here, safe place with S, Um, for you guys. And um, what you share with me and what I share with y'all, I hope that the intentions are right. You know what I mean? I hope that what you hear, you um, take it in and your intentions are right when you share with other people. Okay, so that's the end of the church announcements. I will see y'all on October 17th. Govern yourselves accordingly. Hug somebody. Tell them you love them. I love you and know that God loves you too. Bye. Mm. I ain't even hit the button. Okay, bye.